Jesus at the well, same time. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome back to Second Draft. This is the podcast where we take a movie, TV show, or video game that didn't quite hit the mark and see if we can give it a quick punch up. My name is Isaiah and I'm joined by my buddy Ben. Say hey Ben. I'm Ben, sorry, a burp came in. Yeah, he's burping and I'm going to be eating pizza through the first part of this. I got one slice left so we're chill. Um, and today we are going to talk about something that's definitely not my in my wheelhouse, but this was, uh, this was Ben's idea. Uh, Midsommar. Yeah, Midsommar. Uh, I'm not really a horror guy. Uh, the only horror I've really watched are like the classics. I watched A Quiet Place, but some people are like, "That's not really a horror movie." Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like it's a horror movie. And then uh, what else? Get Out. Chapter uh, one. I didn't watch it. Chapter one. I watched. I watched the old TV one when I was a child, and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. But basically, like in terms of contemporary horror, I am basically like non-existent. I watched The Big Dots. I watched like The Exorcist and like The Shining. But I have not watched a lot of horror, so it's not really my expertise. We should have an episode on, like, chapter two. That's a good idea. Yeah. I have to I watch have both of them. Okay. Well, you said you had a lot to say about this one, I so. Have, I have a lot to say about Midsommar. Mm-hmm. And um, just to, to preface this whole thing. Like, you know, uh, jokingly, I, I talk crap about a lot of the movies that we speak about. Mm-hmm. This movie is uh, it's not a terrible film. This is a mm. very, very high-quality film Okay. Um, that I think misses the mark mm. in a very nuanced way. That I can't be like, this movie is shit. Mm. Like, that's not true. Anyone who says that is, is a dummy. Mm. It's, it just misses the mark in a very uh, <laughs> intellectual way, if you want to get pretentious. Okay, okay. Um, so this is my favorite, quote-unquote, discussion film. Like, this is a film you show, like, in a uh, college film class and have a discussion about it and be like, oh, yeah, this is a good movie. Why did it miss the mark? Mm -hmm. So this, yeah, this is a a movie that I'd love to talk about. Okay, cool. So maybe this might not be necessarily rewriting. I mean, we're going to try to rewrite it. Oh, there's plenty of things I want to rewrite about. Okay, so here's the thing about these these kinds of movies. Um, We'll get into the... We'll get into the plot synopsis in a second. But for me, there are certain kinds of movies, like, I don't know if this is too much for the beginning of the show, but like, let's say a Marvel movie, like Iron Man 3 or some crap like that. Like, it's like, I'm not, not, I'm not shitting on Marvel, but I'm just saying, like, there's a right way and a wrong way to do an Iron Man movie. Like, just straight up, if you want a good Iron Man movie, there's a right and a wrong way to do it. I think Iron Man 3 was the wrong way to do it. So that is, like, something that's easy to rewrite. A movie like this... Sometimes I get more, I, I sometimes more go on the side of like, it's, it was like a very clear vision from the director. So it's like the things that are in there are not in there because like of, of time constraints or budgetary restraints or like committee filmmaking or anything like that. It's like, this is a very singular vision. So in that respect, I'm kind of like, what can you really change when maybe the problem is just, we don't really get what he was trying to go for. But we'll get into that. That's that, that's my that's my problem with this movie. Before we start, that's I, you touched upon that. Like that's another preface mm-hmm. <laughs> that I want to give. Mm-hmm. Is like this movie is the ultimate. Like all of my whenever I criticize this film, mm-hmm. I feel like do I just not get it? Right. You know. Right. So this is the ultimate. Like maybe I just don't get it. I think like, I want to discuss. Right. And I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be. 
uh-huh. that was in the past. Um, and so hopefully that devils more than just like you just don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if a movie, I think if the majority of people watch a movie and they don't understand what the purpose of it is, it is to a certain extent a failing on the filmmaker because of the point of a movie of any art is to convey something. Yeah. So if your movie doesn't properly convey what you're trying to get across, yeah. but it's like that balancing act because you yeah. want it to, you don't want to treat the audience like they're idiots, but you also don't want to be yeah. so withholding that. I a hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally talking about that while I was doing my rewatch, mm. like saying, in my opinion, uh, a form of art should have like the upper layer of understanding that's accessible by sure. like an audience. Not that it has to be, you know, simple pop culture right. mm-hmm. but it, it should be accessible to some degree on an upper level and then the, the uh, secondary deeper layer should be like if they so choose to dig deeper then there's like this whole world that they can unearth right uh, yeah but that's not that's completely subjective mm. um, and that's yeah. what this film is it's very subjective all right well let's get in the plot synopsis and then we'll we'll sort of break down i i'll We'll we'll get into it, but I like we'll sort of talk about my experience in t- in terms of like not being a horror movie buff, which you definitely are much more of, and yeah. then we can like sort of break down like what the movie does right, what it does wrong, and all that. We'll do our thing basically. Yeah. I don't know why I needed we'll, to say we'll all that. <laughs> we'll do what we do. This is episode, uh, uh, what episode is this? I mean, I'm not gonna 24? say uh, n- no. I'm not gonna say what episode it is because I upload them whenever I feel like it. But um, I feel like we've we've recorded close to twenty. I don't think we've hit twenty yet. Mm. So this has to be episode twenty-one. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh, we we just have a lot of episodes like on the back burner that I haven't released yet. But whatever. Who cares? All right. Plot synopsis. Here we go. Uh, spoiler alerts for Midsummer. This is very very broad uh, plot synopsis, but it get, it gives you the big twist and all that. Okay. So, college student Danny breaks down after her younger sister kills herself and her parents. The incident further strains her relationship with Christian, who was on the cusp of breaking up with her before the suicide stuff. Christian decides to take a trip to Sweden with his college buddies to visit the home of his friend Pelle. Or was it Pell? I don't remember. I think it's Pelle, yeah. Pelle? Pelle is the soccer player. Whatever. Um, For the Midsummer Festival. A bunch of creepy stuff happens, like old people jumping off cliffs weird drug trips and christian sleeps and impregnates a redheaded villager which danny witnesses in the end danny wins the title of midsummer queen and it is revealed that in order to purge the village of evil quote unquote nine sacrifice sacrifices are made at the midsummer festival four from the village and four outsiders danny is allowed to choose whether the last sacrifice will be a villager or christian and she chooses christian the movie ends with the nine sacrifices burning together and Danny finally smiling. End of movie. That's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's a, this is a weird ass movie. I'll just okay, before we even get into it, I'll just say one yeah. like I'll admit it. I'm pretty much a wuss when it comes to horror movies, which is why I don't watch many of them. Yeah. But I watched this movie and I was not scared. Yeah, I was just like scared. I was just like what and gross. I was not scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like Honestly, that's my biggest problem with the movie is that, like, if it's a horror movie, shouldn't I be scared? Question mark? I mean, the... You know what I'm saying? Modern horror movies have been kind of perverted into jump scares. 
sure. A, a jump scare. Remake. Right, right, right. So right. like, if a new horror horror movie kind of comes out, like this one or Hereditary. Teddy making an Teddy early what is it called? Early cameo. Yeah. Teddy the puppy. Sorry, continue. Uh, like Ari Aster, the writer director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's a great horror film, but yeah, like I I love it. Um, okay, I don't know. Um, what it was I haven't I haven't seen Hereditary, so I can't. I haven't come down. I can't. I know everybody says it's like the best horror movie ever. I'll watch it eventually. Let, let me also preface that. I don't oh, know about prefaces in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prefaces it. The you know like the trailer review where they always put a quote in it. They're like, this is the scariest movie since. Mm. Like don't don't put it don't put that label on it. Just enjoy it for what it is. On Midsummer or Hereditary? Hereditary. Got it. Okay. Well, let's talk about let's keep talking about Midsummer. But like I understand people say that about like horror movies that like it's disturbing that all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But like I don't like I love Get Out. Um, I I thought you know obviously it's very poignant, but I also thought it was very scary, and I don't think it relied on too many jump scares. Like. It was it it was very scary in the sense of like you feared for the life yeah. of the character, which I think is a huge part of fear in yeah. in any medium. Um, but in I don't know maybe maybe it was tone, maybe it was like setup or something. But what's okay? Let me let me throw that this theory out there. Maybe yeah. part of the reason that I wasn't fearful is because. Up until the very last second, the characters didn't realize they were in danger. Yeah. So all the characters basically are like, everything's fine, things are weird and creepy, yeah. and then they're killed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not, but they, I don't like none of the characters ever feel for their fear for their lives until they're already like paralyzed and drugged up. You know what I'm saying? Let me use that as a segue. Okay. I'm just gonna dive in. All right, go for it. Head first. Yeah, 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 yeah. My biggest criticisms. Okay. Of this film. Uh huh. Doesn't have a cause and effect. Yeah, apparently that's blasphemous because your screen. Yeah, my screen just went dark. <laughs> I was like, let me check the waveform real quick. Oh, blackness. Anyway. So. Okay, it doesn't have a. Co- so All right, go ahead. Just a, a quick crash course to anyone's listening. Yeah. Any story needs a cause and effect. Okay. It's literally, yeah. something happens. Uh huh. And your characters react to it. That seems pretty fundamental. Sure. In the sense of, so this film doesn't have any of that. Mm. And that's the biggest thing as to why I feel like it missed its mark mm. and it, it, it loses its, its quote unquote scariness. Mm-hmm. For instance, can I, can I try to give a, a simpler version or like an easier way of explaining the concept that you just explained? Yeah. yeah. Um, this is one thing that helps me a lot in my writing and I think it's something that can help a lot of people when they're understanding what it means to have like active characters is when you're summarizing your story, you don't want to have and then. You don't want to have, I'm going to again pick on Iron Man, you don't want to have Iron Man builds a new suit and then da da da. You want to have Iron Man builds a suit but someone blows up his house or something like that. You know what I mean? You want to have but statements instead of and then statements because but is constant. It means it's constantly something is happening to the character that they have to 
engage with. Like you were saying, they have to react. Uh huh. Everyone loves butts. Butts are the town square. Like, no matter who you are, no matter what you're into, we all like butts. We like butts. Yeah. Anyway, um, please continue. So, uh, let me let me relate this directly to film. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, uh, this group of friends come into this uh, Swedish commune. Yeah. And weird shit starts happening. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know, it's okay. It's a different culture. Mm-hmm. And then literally the friends start disappearing, uh, dying, and then blah, blah, blah. What happens is that constantly as friends and uh other people that they came with as they start disappearing the characters literally just like dismiss it and then move on Mm. which is very odd right which again is like that thing of like they're they never are in danger of their lives until they literally die yeah okay it's like for instance um the in addition to the protagonist group Uh uh-huh two other there's like right the, the the british couple yeah they they kind of get killed off screen. And right. Like, okay, it's okay. It's understandable that the protagonists don't fully react because they don't know what's happening. Right. Right. Um, but then the friends are just missing of the protagonist group. The the friends just go missing. Right. And they're like, oh, they're probably off somewhere, and they continue. And then another protagonist friend goes missing. They're like, oh, they're probably off somewhere. Mm-hmm. But that's not how. Not just a horror movie, but that's how not how a story should progress. Sure. When something major happens, it should divert from. It should divert into another story. Right. Right. It's not like it. This film feels as if it's on like a one train track towards the destination. Hmm. Every hmm. single point of a disappearance right. should divert the train. Teddy and is out of it. Doesn't head. do that. Uh huh. And it's so frustrating. It's interesting. Like, interesting. Like every little obstacle or hiccup mm-hmm. doesn't affect the plot. The forward momentum. Yeah. Yeah. So, so an example would be, uh, Christian wants to get some of that. What I forget what the girl from Brave is called. I'm not gonna make that joke. Oh. Christian wants to sleep with a redhead. Yeah. And then Danny sees it. And then, I mean, that's a bad example because that's like very at the end. But I got like, you know, like they're the black friend who I don't remember his name uh, disappears, like you're saying, literally. And Christian and Danny can't find them. And they kind of just keep they keep keep doing festivals. They keep having food, all that kind of stuff. Okay, um, I will just throw this out there. I don't think this is an excuse. But one thing I did think that the movie was trying to do to a certain extent was that because because. There's all this stuff in America, which, by the way, is very dark. There's always snow. You can't see the outside at all. They're always in these, like, you know, closed-off little college apartments, um, which is what – that that goes into what I'll talk about later. But then when they finally get to Europe, they're in Sweden, basically. They, uh, like, they go to a field, and then they immediately get high, and they start tripping. So I think maybe there was a certain – to a certain aspect, it was, like, the idea that none of the characters – in, like even before they get into the village are acting in their right minds i think that was like maybe like a silent implication that they they were kind of drugged up from the very beginning and that's why they're not making rational decisions potentially but we would have to be affording the film a lot of credit a, a lot of credit yeah because it's like whenever they're in that state of like being high mm-hmm. like there's a lot of 
warping yes. in the frame. So when there's not warping, the, I feel like the audience should assume that they're in the right mind. But I don't. I, if, what if, like, they they if but a, yeah. A clear like distinction like oh they're the world around them is not uh, as it is. Yes. The warping. Yes. You're like okay, and then a, a scene comes mm -hmm. where there's no warping. I'm like okay, cool. They everything makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if there's that distinction, then it's like. I I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I fully agree with that, yeah. just because Dang Teddy is just she's just not having a good time right now. Uh, do you want to pause real quick? Talk to her. We can just keep the recording going. No, it's okay. We'll just so, quick pause. Sorry about that, guys. Puppy's not happy with us right now. Um, we're talking about drugs. Um, my my only thing about the whole thing about like. Like, cause there's very, there's very, I don't want to say basic. I don't want to say cliche either. There's very in your face moments of like, oh, they're tripping. The tree, yeah. the tree is flowing and there's grass growing out of her hands and all that kind of stuff. But I do think in a lot of scenarios, like the world, like there are moments where like, like it's too quiet. There's not enough ambient noise and like the mm. people around them are acting too weird and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, that might be like a very subtle hint at that. I, again, I don't think it's an excuse. Yeah. So I'm not saying that we should like take that as like, Oh, so that makes may means everything makes sense because like you said, yeah. it probably wasn't conveyed well enough if that's what he was going for. Yeah. Um, just wanted to throw that out there as like a possibility. Yeah. And, uh, what's interesting is that mm -hmm. like to kind of, there's a, there's a, at least one moment that stands out, and mm. I think a couple of the moments where it's like there's messages that, messages that are overly conveyed. Okay. So it's like the fact that if there's messages that are overly conveyed, if someone were to say like, "Oh, you just didn't get it," you're like, "That is that seems weird that mm. both can exist." In the mm. sense, speaking of, there's like a tapestry showing the whole process of like putting the love spell of like, I'm going to cut the pubes and mm -hmm. I'm going to hypnotize a man and blah, blah, blah. And then that happens literally later. I'm mm -hmm. like, that's pretty on the nose. Right. But anyway, just to wrap it all up, I'm saying my biggest rewrite would to have a cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Their friends start disappearing. Now the story's about them trying to figure out what their friends is or um, trying to get away now, which would make it a very generic horror movie. Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm not saying that it should become a generic horror movie. It should have a cause and effect. It shouldn't have a linear path with no obstruction and just have, just because of the label of it's an indie um, mm -hmm. subvertive film. Okay. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, so I think our first step, there's some thematic stuff I want to get into that I think that the movie is trying to get at, which yeah. is potentially clever, but I also don't understand what the point was. Yeah. But I, but so I think our biggest thing to start off with is probably just going to be why, why was it important to the director that I, I mean I think the the purpose of that is that. Danny doesn't realize there's something wrong until pretty much the last sec, the last second. You know what I mean? Like she sees weird stuff going yeah. on and she's unsettled, but it's not until 
more or less the end of the movie does she that, that she realizes what exactly this place really is which is yeah. a cult for lack of a better term yeah so i my question would be why did the director feel that that was necessary for our character danny and if we can because if we can figure out why that was necessary then we can figure out a better alternative that feels more like it has cause and effect rather than just like you said a train going to a, one destination when you you mean where she doesn't take any action like why the purpose of her, what his character not doing anything what yeah what is the purpose of like what does it do for us when we when we only at the very like because you know the audience the whole time knows that creepy stuff is going on so it's not that thing where they're like oh twist reveal like you thought everything was fairly normal but weird and then oh it's like really bad because right away like the the way the um, black character dies um and like the way i don't I, I call him Eyebrows Guy. He's a great actor, but... <laughs> we were literally calling him Eyebrows. He, that dude things. has got the most expressive eyebrows yeah. I've literally ever seen in my life. Yeah. No no shade, like, you know, you he's, a, he's a good-looking guy, but it's just, like, those eyebrows are, like, bam. Like I think that's pretty cool. And Yeah, anyway. Eyebrows Guy and uh, their, the black friend who's also... Uh, who's writing the thesis on yeah. the, the festival, they die in very explicit ways so there's no reveal at the end like oh they were being sacrificed this whole time there's no you know like maybe if there was like oh they were being eaten or something like that that could have been a twist but like the audience knows the entire time that people are dying but danny doesn't not until the end like the only the 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 time that danny finally realizes that something really messed up is going on is when she sees christian sleeping with uh the redhead yeah and that you know what i mean that's everything up to that for danny has been like that's weird where is everybody what's going on i feel weird i'm sad you know what i mean and then only at the end after she wins the the festival contest and like gets crowned and then sees danny all paralyzed or christian sorry paralyzed all there that's when it's like for her at least the whole thing is unfolded so i'm trying to figure out what was the purpose behind that because um, if we can figure out her character arc, yeah. maybe we can understand that and like try to figure out a better reason, a better way to convey what he was trying to convey. I don't want to. I don't want to presume. Hmm. Um, it just feels like this film is one of the many that is conceived based on a cool shot, quote unquote. Mm. Okay. Because the cinematography is incredible. In this sure. Film. And normally when a film is labeled that, it's just based on cool shots. It's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But Ari Aster's really good at what he does. Right. Um, so it's like... It's unfair to assume that he made such an amateur mistake, basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's unfair um, if that was the case where mm-hmm. he conceived it on yeah. cool shots... He succeeded. It's really cool shots. Mm-hmm. But, like, most of the film is almost like a haunted house. Right. Where it's just... But, again, like... Danny even doesn't a, really do much but other it, than well, argue. Well, that's the thing. Even in, a, in like, a freaking Scooby-Doo haunted house, Scooby-Doo is immediately like, there's the monster. The monster wants to get me. I gotta run. And then Fred's like, I have a plan. And then they yeah. hatch the plan, and then Velma wraps it up. You know what I mean? So there's still that cause and effect, and there's still that sense of, you know, yeah. not exactly horror, but, like... There's that sense of danger because the characters 
are being confronted by something and they're like, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why my screen keeps going. Why I don't want to presume is that like, I don't know, it's like, it's what it feels like. It's, it, it's like, it's just Danny's haunted house. Sure. Um, I don't want to presume that. Uh, and but that's yeah. the only thing I can. Kind but that's of my think thing. Of. Even if it's it was like, her, hun- if, even if it that? was her haunted house, a haunted house needs like an antagonist. She doesn't have an antagonist yeah. until the very end. Yeah. So okay, let let me. I want to talk about the the the. I feel like the biggest thematic thing that the movie's doing. Maybe that can help us under. Because basically, I feel like we just need to understand what he was going for, yeah. and then do it in a way that is more satisfying. Yeah. I think that's the best way we can do justice to this. So I think the movie is very much about grief and it's about yeah. dealing with grief. Yeah. And I th- specifically it's about dealing with grief. And I think the most telling thing about this movie is the opening and how it contrasts with the rest of the movie. Like yeah. one of the things that this movie got uh, kind of memed on for or whatever you want to call it, internet famous for is all, all of the like... Uh, everybody crying together in the village like when danny when danny yeah. the the like the first time it happens is when the old man tries to commit suicide and does it badly which oh yeah i forgot about that, that guy he like, does it badly he does it bad come on man true, if you're yeah. planning to kill yourself you're not like all right let me go feet straight knee out to the rock yeah. like the lady at the beginning had it right she just did a swan dive and yeah. went head first dead we're done anyway yeah. But basically, anytime a character in the village is feeling pain, yeah, it's like experienced by the whole community, yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like they talk about like incest and like da, 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 all this kind of stuff. So the idea is that the community, the yeah. village, isn't a bunch of separate people with their own agendas. They're all yeah. one emotional being. Yeah. Versus the at the intro to the movie, Danny's sister kills herself and kills her parents. Christian yeah. comes over and she's like at bawling her eyes out and Christian is just sitting there not making any noise yeah. not saying anything just sitting there basically not feeling the pain with her he's know? like scrolling on his Instagram <laughs> right right yeah. so I the so I think the idea is that contrasting like that form of community and that form of grief yeah. with like our form of of grief which is don't talk about it um just try to distract yourself take pills there's a, there's many shots of her when she's in america like taking her antidepressants and all that kind of stuff yeah so i think like one of the big things that was one of the big things that jumped out to me is like the of, of how grief loss pain is experienced in like a holistic community communal way versus in our way which is i think the point of the movie is that our way is unhealthy or at the very least our our way is destructive because it leads to da 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 but that's where it gets confusing because yeah. then you know usually in a horror movie the anxiety that you're trying to like um so for i'm not all right i'm gonna go for an easy one even though it's not necessarily a horror movie because i don't want to say something that'll trigger somebody but like godzilla is an easy example i'm triggered let man, he's a big lizard. It's triggering. Godzilla is an easy example. He, I don't know if you necessarily call Godzilla a horror movie, but Godzilla is a representation of the anxiety behind nuclear fallout. Yeah. So he's a monster born born from radiation that comes and destroys all of Japan. So that is like a reflection of the Japanese people's fear of nuclear whatever, nuclear fallout, nu- uh, nuclear disease, radiation, poisoning, all that kind of stuff. Uh. Just... After World War Two, 
and just tore my robe by accident. <laughs> not not after like a, I can't believe he's saying these things. <laughs> I was just trying to scratch my back. I wasn't paying attention. And you just like, <laughs> I just heard something and then I just saw your eyes wide like What's staring down. I just tore my robe. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so... That's what I so I can I can see this movie as being like an anxiety about how we deal how we deal with grief and yeah. it being handled poorly but at yeah. the same time then it's like usually that usually the thing that we're scared of is the antagonist. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like in the, if that was what the movie was going for then in this case Danny would like maybe be isolated, she'd be, uh like she'd feel like she couldn't like I don't know. I'm not I'm not a horror movie writer, but she'd like be in a glass case where she can see everybody but no one can interact with her and no one can hear yeah. her or something like that. And that's the horror aspect of it. You know what I mean? Something like that. I I really like that. Like um mm-hmm. I one thing uh another preface mm-hmm. is that uh Florence Pugh Pugh Pugh, the actress, mm. I have literally zero criticisms on her performance. Oh, she did great. She is phenomenal Mm -hmm. um and i like the character and i like that how it's like she doesn't know it but she (laughs) she needs this community Mm -hmm. i do like that Mm -hmm. i i didn't realize that where it's like when she was crying early in the beginning with christian he's just sitting there and then she gets to a community where they literally cry with her right Right, I, exactly. I, when I rewatched it uh, mm-hmm. again this time, I was like, "That's an incredible shot of like all of them like sharing the emotion mm-hmm. and like crying together." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I love that opening shot that like yeah. pans through and then goes through the window to the snowy night yeah. at the very beginning. That's amazing. It's crazy. The cinematography of the yeah. movie is so good, and it's and it's not just pain either because when yeah. when Christian has sex with the uh, the redheaded yeah. girl, he's like surrounded by a bunch of other naked ladies, and they all start moaning yeah. in time with. Uh, the redheaded girls moans so it's I, like this idea of like yeah the community is not separate they're not individuals they're all one yeah swirling i don't know you want to call it the collective yeah. unconscious like shared mind, maybe i don't think the idea is hive they're, mind they're just a community a yeah collective community they're they're a different kind of community yeah. is another way to say it uh i think the idea is you're comparing that kind of community small oh. interconnected very uh ritual and ritualistic and very um like historically driven like the 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 eyebrows guy pees on the (laughs) on the tree and the dude flips out it's like the only time any of these white people in in the village are angry is when eyebrows guy pees on their ancestral tree and the dude flips out you know you're angry as a tree i'm like this is literally a relic he was like i don't get it yeah i know he was okay yeah yeah really you don't get it uh that that dude was definitely meant to be the most like stereotypical asshole american tourist that he could be but anyway i with with the sex scene i Mm -hmm. I think that's a that's very valid Mm -hmm. i i interpreted it as like they they're like <laughs> all the the women mm-hmm. they're like you know kind of smash smushing their their boobs together in mm-hmm. front of Christian they're like come come freaking shoot it we need you oh, to freaking okay we need you to inseminate this person right so they're really encouraging but I no because I, I think know, I think both can exist I maybe but I think because right after we see that the like all the moaning happening Danny mm. sees it runs away and then she 
cries together with all of the women in in near her bed do you know what i mean so i think it is really the idea of like and i think the idea is like you said before danny needs this community because back home she's not she's not able to properly deal with her grief uh, because of how you know her boyfriend's so withholding they're not they're not willing he's not willing to like engage with her emotionally he just wants her to either stop being sad or to shut up you know that's the thing with like this film though, mm-hmm. and kind of indie movies as a as a whole. Mm-hmm. People they put those themes where it's like uh, this character needs this community, and so this whole film is birth. You're like, wow, what? <laughs> that seems, oh, it's like I get it, yeah, but it seems pretty. That's it, um, in the sense of uh, it's. I don't know if that singular theme justifies a whole film. Not that any either of us are saying that, mm-hmm. but um, I think there are I, more. I need, themes. I need more. Sure, I need there there are definitely more. more themes you can get into. You yeah. could get into like incest, like you could like there's that incest thing, which I still don't know what that's about. Yeah. Um, like that the they're like the child of incest who's all disfigured. Yeah. He just is in the middle of the movie and then he never shows up again, as far as I can tell. Um, there's all the like the cyclical nature of it because they're like this is something that happens a hundred years and there's the tapestry so there are other themes yeah that you could talk about that the movie deals with but i think that is like its main one and i think that is the one that informs danny's character arc yeah so what i'm trying to figure out is like if that's what we're going for and i understand that you're like you're saying there's we need more than that but i think that we do need to use that as like a jumping off point to give danny like like you said, that causality, that therefore, yeah. this therefore, this what you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I feel like just to kind of rope everything back, uh-huh. um, I feel like it doesn't matter how indie you get or mm-hmm. how artsy you get, mm-hmm. you still have to have at least the slightest breath semblance of structure, in the sense of in 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 sense of cause and effect. Right. I feel like that's very. Uh, a vague structure where uh, hopefully it doesn't limit anyone. So like that, that is really what I feel like this film needs. Um, yeah. And everything else that we, that like the themes that mm-hmm. it mentions and everything, all that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, what would you do to rewrite this film? Well, that's the thing. I didn't want. I don't want to come too hard on any point of this film because yeah. I don't feel like I'm a horror expert. Mm. Um, I would. What you were talking about before made sense to me. Of like yeah. the the like the character. One of the characters dies, so then it becomes like, how do we get out of here? Or like, yeah. someone disappears, so then it's an investigation. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. But like you said, that might seem a little too cliche. But it does yeah. give us that, like, constant focal point of, like, we have a goal now. Yeah. And we, now, everything that happens is an impedance to that goal. And that is yeah. what, that's what, that's what pacing is, you know? Um, I almost want, I feel like the only person that could rewrite this film is Ari Aster. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like. That's one of it, the, these, these kinds of movies are, like, so personal. Yeah. They're so, like, single-minded. It's really hard to, like, try to get in there. But, it, you know. Like, this is a challenge. It's a challenge I, we accept. If I put cause and effect in a horror movie, yeah. I feel like uh, for this movie, I, it would just be too generic. Uh-huh. Like, I would just, I would hope Ari Aster would be like, hey, can you read the script? I'd be like, hey, 
just put in cause and effect and you'll be good. And <laughs> whatever he comes up with will be great. It will be great. Yeah, I'm sure it um, would. But it's like... Let, okay, let's let's take a horror movie that you really like. And I, I want to say you personally because, okay, again, you personally. are the, more the horror person than okay. I am. So let's l- l- try to think of a horror movie that you think does this well and let's try to dissect why what it does and why it works. Okay. Uh, the one I'll cite is The the Thing from the 80s. The Thing. Perfect example. I have yeah. seen that movie. That movie's great. What's the yeah. director's name? Uh, bl- uh, John Smith. No. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he made a bunch of movies, too. He also made, like, Escape from New York, I think. Paul Tom Anderson. I don't Rob know. Schneider. Whatever. I don't, I don't know. We're getting how... But the, the Thing the, is an amazing movie. The basic uh, flow of that film... Yeah. ...is that uh, they have their given circumstance, their equilibrium, mm-hmm. the characters in the beginning... Um, they encounter this, uh, like, alien, uh, and they're like, what is this? A little bit of mysterious. And then it, like, uh, breaks free, and then it starts infecting mm-hmm. the crew members. And so when the crew members see something is running amok and there's danger, instead of, like, if uh, if this was like Midsommar, it would be, like, a crew member gets affected. Uh, infected mm-hmm. and the crew members would be like oh that's weird and they would still kind of engage right as opposed to what, <laughs> what, ha- yeah, yeah what yeah. happens is that crew members gets infected mm-hmm. and now the crew members start to be distrustful of each other right and they start to uh arm each other against or uh grab weapons uh, against each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they start to self-isolate they have whole scenes where they're like stay away from me right right and that leads the story of this tension i'm gonna put that what you're saying in another way is yeah. that after the initial setup yeah basically the movie opens their researchers in antarctica yeah. guy shows up trying to kill a dog and and the guy explains like this dog is infected with something yeah. i have to kill it they're like you're crazy calm down the dog is infected, and then now the whole base is compromised. So after oh, yeah. that point with the dog infecting yeah. the other dogs and then starting to infect people, after that there's one goal, which is survive. All yeah. the characters, yeah. the only thing that matters, their only purpose is to try to not die. The yeah. way they do that is by trying to figure out, you know, Among Us style, like, who's sus? <laughs> like, um, who is the... who? Is an a- who's infected by this alien and who's still a human? Because yeah. if once we figure that out, that's how we're going to be able to survive. If we can exterminate the alien, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, just we don't have to do this, but just for the sake of it, for the sake of getting our brains moving, let's take that exact structure and put it on Midsommar. So, Danny's family dies. She's grieving. Her boyfriend is withholding, so she can't grieve properly because he's not giving her the support she needs. Da, 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 da. They go to Sweden. Um, but they get there, and we can have our creepy pasta, weird things are going on, all that kind of stuff. But at a certain point, we can even pick a point in that is in the movie right now. So the, the British guy disappears almost immediately after the old people kill yeah. themselves. So let's say like right after what I mean why why don't we just to me that was honestly the biggest thing um because I can dismiss like oh it's weird trippy drug stuff all that kind of stuff but like if I'm in my right mind 
and I see two old people just take a dive off of like it's one thing to say hey doctor put a needle in my arm that'll kill me it's another thing for everybody to just be like do it do it do it do it and then old people the person jumps off a cliff you know so for me that at that moment I was like I it broke a lot of the suspension of disbelief for me because I'm like any normal person would be like no and get the hell out you know yeah. what i mean like that's not my deal i don't care about culture or any of that i don't i'm not about that yeah so maybe that can be our jumping off point of like all of our uh what you call it our characters who are um american yeah sorry i don't know why that word escaped me um can from that point be like we need to get out and something is not allowing them to maybe they get drugged Maybe they're in prison. Maybe they're just in the middle of the wilderness and they literally don't know how to get out without these Swedish people's help. help. And so maybe now the way that they survive is by doing the festival properly. Like, basically, like, if she becomes the May Queen or whatever it is, then they get to live. You know what I mean? And then, so then maybe our character arc for her is her slowly becoming corrupted as all these things happening. And then at the end, she chooses, like, you know what? I don't care about surviving. I'm the May Queen now. Christian's a piece of shit that cheated on me, so burn him. You know what I mean? I 100% agree. <laughs> That's what I was going to uh, suggest. I okay. would say that the slight angle would be like, she she does get corrupted into this cult, um, is her arc, but she like... So when once all this um, travesty starts to happen... right then um like the characters actually acknowledge it and okay they're like oh you know this is crazy blah blah mm-hmm. and uh they realize they have to survive so they kind of like meta go along with it in order to survive they like they like pretend yeah that they're down they, with it yeah, like exactly. oh old people jumping yeah. off cliffs cool yeah, yeah very very communal very nature yeah and yeah, then yeah, okay, okay. Danny goes along with it, right? And she, as she goes further down their custom, she doesn't realize that she's it's not it's not an ironic joke, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she does become the May Queen, uh, and that's what I can kind of think of just off the top of my head for okay. Her, so, but I feel like. At least that's somewhat of a cause and effect. Right, right. Like, the antagonists, the cults, aren't going to change their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to steer into generic horror movies where it's like, we got to leave, and then they're being hunted in the forest. Sure, sure. Um, so I feel like, yeah. I feel like that's... The only okay. Uh, let me... Okay, first... All right, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I was distracted, so I forgot to hit start on the timer. Oh, God. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, so we have been... Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to give us another 15 minutes. Do you feel like that's fair? We've been talking for a while. Um, I, I know that... Maybe 10 minutes. I mean, 10 minutes? Okay. Not the, yeah, the yeah, that's fine. Okay. Hairs, but... So I'm going to give us 10 minutes. to. We have our sort of basic thing right now. I don't like... I feel like yeah. if we were a little, because we had we had to spend so much time dissecting this movie before we yeah. could get to the rewriting part of it. Um, so starting ten minutes right now, we're gonna go with that idea of like let's play along and then try to find a way really? to escape, and let's see because I feel like that does change a lot of the movie. Yeah. But, all right, ten minutes starting right now. Okay, so 
I get what you're saying, and I and I I it like it, that kind of is like trying to stay a little bit more true to the original yeah. idea of like this isn't escape. This isn't an escape attempt. This isn't like Guantanamo, something like that. This is like this is like slowly deteriorating minds type of deal. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I feel like then we kind of have to figure out what are the things that they have to do that's let slowly like corrupt them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause like, I feel like, so like for instance, like someone like the, the black guy who's like, uh, this is my, by the way, um, I was watching this with my friend, Ali sub Ali. And, um, the, there's that part where Christian is like, I'm going to do my thesis on this, on this community. And the black character is like, you like he's uh, like he's so angry he's like you asshole you know what you're doing right now you're being you're like just stealing my work and all this kind of stuff and i was like that's a bit of an overreaction and and my friend Allie's in grad school and she's like no that is not if someone if someone Uh, did what christian did i would kill him i was like oh okay cool (laughs) good to know uh sorry i got that that was just a little funny story i thought i'd share um so what are the things that they're gonna do that are like you know what I mean? Like it needs they need to have trials that they have to try to overcome. I don't want to make it like saw, but like they need to do things that freak them out and like slowly make Danny like, you know, want to be part of this. Does that make sense? I kind of really like the black guy's story. Sure. In his plot. Like sure. his thesis, it's in, it's injecting like the outside world, his mm-hmm. issues into this community, mm-hmm. it forged, and it's a and it's a good talk. way for him to find conflict because he's like yeah. he's he's naturally investigative. That's how yeah. he dies in the movie too. He's like, yeah. I need to read this book. I need to take yeah. notes, uh, pictures of it at least, or whatever yeah. it is, and then they kill him for it. Maybe, I I yeah I I have no issues with with his story. Mm-hmm. Maybe with uh with that I would have a. Uh, you know, when he says, can I take pictures of this in the most inappropriate times ever? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Danny can get annoyed by that. And inadvertently, her annoyance of that would lead to her indoctrination into this cult. Like, she, okay. she, when she she doesn't realize, like, hey, you're being annoying. Yeah. Also has a hand right. towards okay, let, being part of the cult. Let me put it another way. We have our three characters. We have uh, Black Guy from Good Place, which is a great show. Uh, we have eyebrows and we have Christian. I really should look up their names, but at this point, I don't care. That guy from Good Place. You guys are getting paid from the Millers. Yes, exactly. And Christian, who I remember his name because I looked it up. Anyway, um, so what if we basically just gave them fatal flaws, and those fatal flaws are things that like sort of disqualify them from being part of the community? Disqualify that, like you know, Danny is gonna pass all all of their weird. Um, requirements to become May Queen and be like accepted into the weird cult emotional group but the other three guys are not able to do that because of whatever they're hung up on their their fatal flaw the thing that is going to get them killed so the black guy has his inquisitiveness he's not he's not willing to like just let it go he has to figure it out and understand it all and wants to bring the information out to the real world yeah um, we could say eyebrows is horny, so maybe we can do something about that because they want they want Christian to impregnate the redhead yeah. girl. So maybe yeah. uh, Danny. Why did I say Danny? I, Not Danny, the eyebrows guy. I f- I kind of want to 
uh, save the eyebrows guy for later. Okay. But like, yeah, black guy is his inquisitive nature mm-hmm. in this very sacred community. Um, Christian, this is a very rewatching this film. It's a very uh, female centric community. They right. very much celebrate the the female uh, the the woman, uh, and so that could be Christian's flaw is being a male, which sounds fucked up, but this is a not Christian. You mean eyebrows Christian. Well, the fact that that's what I'm mentioning of Christian's fatal flaw is that he's not Danny. And he's also kind of a dick. Like, no, because I, his whole sole purpose is to be, um, impregnate and then sacrificed. And so, well, no, but that's a, begs, but that's like, a thing. Cause yeah. Danny gets to choose to sacrifice him. So at the end, she makes a choice that say, that says he should be the one to die. That's crazy. I've watched this movie three times and uh. I never knew that. Wait, what are you that talking she about? She chose him. I just thought that she's like, I'm good with it. <laughs> I swear well, to God. They literally are like, the dude walks up and he's like him or dude, dude in the wheelchair right here. Who's your boyfriend? Oh, you don't remember that? Maybe I was in the bathroom. <laughs> Three times? No. Damn, son. Uh, You're regular as fuck. Potentially, yeah. I got a sketch. <laughs> All I right. I forgot. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're okay, right. so what I think, Christian's fatal flaw is the same thing at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. He is not emotionally available to be one of those types of people. He's mm-hmm. not, because the, the same way he isn't able to properly emotionally support Danny is the reason he's not able to become part of the community. Yes. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, the biggest hang up is eyebrows right now. We're running out of time and Teddy is getting antsy, 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 antsy. Oh God. Um, we got four minutes left. Okay. Oh God. The last four minutes are devoted to eyebrows. Eyebrows. What is his deal? Uh, he wants to have sex. That's pretty much his only deal. He wants it. A lot of his scenes are like, what's the point of that scene? No, we okay. have four minutes. Okay. Um, the, I mean, my first instinct is like, it makes sense that there's a, a bull in the China shop mm. um, character. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he just toned it down a little bit, but. Or maybe we could get more on the, the whole like disrespecting the ancestors part. Yeah. Maybe that's his deal is that. Yeah. He has he he's like you know kind of like you said bull in the china shop. He's not respectful of heritage. He's not respectful yeah. of history. So maybe some part of the midsummer festival is about that, and he isn't able to be down with that. So he gets he gets eliminated. He get he gets axed. You know what I'm saying? When I talk about it on paper, mm-hmm. it's hard to distinguish eyebrows from a black guy. In the sense of they're both kind of bull in china shops, in terms of like, yeah. hey, I want to do this. I their I reasoning, guess. their motivations for mm-hmm. doing their actions are different, of course, but like, they're both kind of being disruptive. Disruptive. Well, I think that's the point. I think that's the point of all three of them. I uh, think not in, not in the current movie, but I think we're trying to figure out a way that Christian is also disruptive in the sense that he is not able to connect emotionally. The way that everybody else is, and that makes him disruptive in the the workings of the town. Do you know what I mean? I, I like that, but it, it seems like everyone who's axed in this film, uh-huh. like Christian, black guy, eyebrows, and the British couple, mm-hmm. all of them are killed solely because they have no chill. 
<laughs> it's like, right. if you see this someone falling on a rock in mm. this cult, you'll be like, just say nothing. Yeah. Just run into the forest when you get a chance. So basically, the reason why I say that is that I feel for somewhat the the characters need to be a little more distinctive in terms of their motivations hmm. or, or at least okay base actions like i like i like that I get what guy you're uh, maybe i like christian well if we just rephrase the way black guy less black guy maybe wants to steal from them he wants to take the book with him yeah so that is different yeah. than being disruptive does that do it for you yeah, like maybe you can turn him up to 11. In terms of trying to steal secrets? Yeah, steal secrets. Christian is just, clearly his personality is not commune-based. Right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and eyebrows is not respecting history? Or do you feel like it needs something else? I feel like it needs something else. Hmm. Uh, well, again, the, I think the main, thing, the main theme that we have to get across is the idea of communal living versus individuality. Yeah. Um, so I'd say it's not, not protecting the secrets of your community is the black guy's fatal flaw, mm. not connect, connecting emotionally with your community. It would be Christian flaw. So then what would be eyebrows? I feel like it has to be something either sacrilege or just selfishness. So like he just wants to bang everybody or that, that that's kind of what's in the movie right now, but I don't really know what else as part of communal living that would like disqualify him. You know what I mean? Hmm. Thinking, maybe he succeeds and actually does bang one of the the community members, mm. uh, but I feel like that's too lowbrow. <laughs> uh, no, 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 it's no. tough. This movie's really good and indie, and so it's tough to. Ah, oh no! We're out of time. Maybe I don't. I mean, we're still a little bit shorter. I think we could honestly go a little bit longer. Um, I think we still have some time because we had a pretty uh, big front end yeah. before we actually started talking about it. So we... Alright, put 30 more minutes on the clock. Not 30 more minutes. <laughs> don't, don't, play, don't play with me right now. Um, God, we are just all over the place today. Do you want to do, uh, do keep going? Do you want to do another 10 minutes? Or do you want to uh, like... I don't know. I mean, do you feel like 10 more minutes would come up with like more concrete alternatives i'd say i think in the next like five minutes we could figure yeah, out a good a good reason for eyebrows to not be fit for the community yeah, yeah. yeah all right this is a, this episode is all over the place kind of like this movie <laughs> uh so let me put another five minutes on the clock starting in a few seconds okay what's eyebrows deal uh, my first instinct is like, what if you, what if we just cut him as a character, like hmm. a Christian and the black guy? Um, you feel like are enough? Are enough of like bull in the china shop of characters? Hmm. So if like you develop, oh, and then Pele is also a character. I forgot about him. But if you develop uh, Christian, that friend, and Danny, their kind of trio. Hmm. Uh, yeah, if you like have their trio of characters with chemistry, then maybe that might work. Okay. I see what you're going for. Uh, wait, I actually just thought of something. Five. So the three guys. Oh, no. No, that does make sense. I, for a second, I was like, the math didn't make sense on nine sacrifices, but yeah. it, it makes sense. 
So cut, get rid of. I mean, that just means that the the black guy's uh, flaw and Christian's flaw have to do more of the grunt work. They have to like hold up more yeah. of um, of this idea of like being disqualified from this community. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Because then I feel like we need to have more to our, our black guy's uh, uh, story and to Christian's story than what basically currently is for it to feel like we don't need an, a third death. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so how can we add on to... Um, maybe the black friend can start investigating some of the other disappearances. Since he's already the investigative type, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just here investigating their cultures. Like, oh, I guess I'm... And then he evolves into the investigator. Right. Okay. So what if our first death so we have a let's let's keep our London couple. Let's say they disappear, but they disappear as a unit. So yeah. to a certain extent, it could not it could be viewed as like you could understand. Like someone might find it suspicious. Like our black our black character might find it suspicious. We should give him a name. This is getting annoying. We'll call him Dave. Dave. Nice. Dave from the Good Place. Uh, Dave. Oh, is that his character name? No, I forget his his oh. character's name was Cheedy. In, in the good place. I'll call, let's call him Cheedy. Cheedy's a good okay, name. Chidi. Yeah. Cheedy, so ch- the, the couple disappears. Okay. Which Cheedy finds suspicious because he's like, that's weird timing. They were freaking yeah. out, all, did all that kind of stuff. But Danny and Christian are like, mm, you know, they didn't like the suicide stuff, so they left. They bounced. Um, so maybe Danny is convinced, based, for whatever reason, gets convinced that the, the townspeople killed them. Yeah. So his like investigation is not just into the town's back. It's like both. It's like I want to find out where they are. I think they got killed, and I want to find out why. Yeah. So finding out why is where you get into going into the temple and looking through the weird book. Yeah. And again, there's that weird incest kid that they never bring up again. But I don't know what to, I don't know what <laughs> to do with that. So it's like Chidi's the one who's investigating from the outside and then they acknowledge that they really that the cult likes danny so it's like all right you'll kind of go along with them to see if you can get more of an in and then christian can be the kind of naysayer um Mm. and uh and then that kind of leads to his demise um i do gotta say i gotta have a little bit of preface is that i recognize that all of this it makes sense but i feel like it wouldn't fit within like an an artsy indie story. Sure, it's where my brain goes, of the well of, of these roles and stuff. Yeah, but it's like I kind sometimes of sometimes I wonder if am I missing the mark because I'm not my brain is indie minded. I don't know personally. I don't like the idea of like artsy indie movie gets to do whatever it wants and it's still a good movie. I agree. So I don't think, again, like if, if the movie didn't convey, if enough people were confused about what the movie was trying to convey, it doesn't matter if it's indie artsy. I think you do need to change stuff, some stuff up. Yeah. yeah. We're changing stuff up maybe in a way that's too direct. I, you could say, but I don't think it's fair to say that like, Oh, we're getting too far away from artsy fartsiness, which I I don't feel like is a good descriptor of a movie anyway. And it's not something that we should be looking for in our movies i agree with that like, like something no, as, nothing's worse than art that's trying to be art something as 
I agree. Mm-hmm. Something as vague as like this is what we want their roles to be. Yeah, isn't um, as pop culture. Yeah. All right. I think we're gonna call it there. Um, we kind of, we kind of, sort of, we're getting to there. I don't know yeah. if we quite cracked it, but I don't think assigning them roles is necessary. Because like once you get into it, like yeah. we're all, we're like this show is all about the broad strokes, the big overarching yeah. picture. Once you get into it, is when you can make it feel a lot less like checking off check boxes yeah. and more of like an organic creepy yeah. pasta thing that happens yeah. you know what i'm saying like if this is cheaty if if we want to assign cheaty a role yeah that's totally free game it's okay yeah it's really how it's conveyed if we were to say cheaty has to say i will go investigate right. then yeah. that makes it late. Yeah, yeah yeah but uh and yeah. i think we didn't really get to talk about this too much but i do think what we did for cheaty and christian can help add to the actual horror suspense side of it because we yeah. we don't want cheaty to get caught uh, Christian, they're maybe they're putting through him through all these tests that are like, are you emotionally available enough? Yeah. And he's not succeeding, so we're like worried about him failing. Um, yeah, we there's a lot to this movie, so we didn't get to crack everything, and we had a very weird record session today. But um, this is a good movie. It's a pretty good like, movie. Honestly, I, I recommend I, everybody watch it if you're interested in horror because yeah. it's definitely unique. And I, I heard I heard once like. If you're going to make art, I think it, this might have been about video games, but I think yeah. it applies to art in general. Like, it either should be fun, like enjoyable, or it should be interesting. If it's neither, then it's bad. At the very least, if you don't find this entertaining, it's it damn as hell is interesting. This movie's great. It's, like, very interesting. I'm not bored. Right, exactly, it. exactly. Well, the third act kind of drags. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, this is a great discussion mm-hmm. that, like, people, I feel like cinephiles uh, would enjoy. Yeah. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening. This is a weird record session, but um, I think we had fun. I think we did all right. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. talking about this movie. Well, uh, thanks for listening. If you are, um, thanks for putting up with us. If you have any suggestions for movies, TV shows, games that you think we should rewrite, let us know. Um, I think I think we're good. Any closing remarks? Next episode is Leisure Larry. I don't know what that is. It's a video game. Is it? You I'll know, look it up later. Like this uh, schmutz guy, he like tries to bang all these women. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those adult video games. Oh, I thought you meant it was like a rom com, like. Oh like, no, it's like, a video uh, game. What was that one? Rob Schneider, American Gigolo, something like that. Rob Schneider is Leisure Larry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, Gigolo. Yeah, that's what or, I said. American yeah. Gigolo. American Gigolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Leisure Larry the movie. Yeah. Anyway, wow. all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay safe and uh, don't watch horror movies because they make you say it. Yeah. All right. Peace out, y'all.